Welcome to The Catholic Perspective, a podcast brought to you by rcspirituality.org. Enjoy the episode. God gave us the raw material for a deep, mature, intimately trusting relationship with Him when we were baptized. The great gift of that sacrament, in fact, was the beginning of our lifelong journey out of the distrust that characterized the Garden of Eden towards the total trust that characterized the Garden of Gethsemane. With the grace of baptism, we received what theologians call the infused virtues, among which are the big three supernatural or theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. These virtues repaired our capacity for trusting in God that had been broken by original sin. With these virtues, our human nature is brought back into communion with God It's supercharged, so to speak, and given supernatural capacities. By the gift of faith, our minds were given the potential to know God as He knows Himself, and to see all things, ourselves, others, and the world around us, as God sees them. By the gift of hope, our souls were given the potential to desire a happiness that goes way beyond the good things of this world, a happiness that is truly divine and everlasting. By the gift of love, our hearts were given the potential to live just as Christ lived, loving God and neighbor with the same infinite and transforming love that characterizes God himself. Now, when these big three supernatural virtues are working together, they move us to trust in God. And when we second that movement by actually exercising our trust in specific circumstances, The big three grow and are strengthened, and then, in turn, they move us to trust in God even more. This may seem a little bit complicated and philosophical, but it's very important for us to realize that our growing in trust in God doesn't just happen by our trying harder. Our relationship with God is supernatural, established, nourished, and sustained by God Himself. He is at work in the depths of our souls, to lead us towards deeper intimacy with Him. All of our efforts are a response to what God is already doing. In other words, we don't achieve intimacy with God. Rather, we receive the gift of a relationship with Him and then develop it through our cooperation with God's grace. Okay, now we're ready to get practical and take a look at three tried-and-true spiritual exercises that can help us cooperate with God's grace strengthening our trust in Him, and putting into action the infused supernatural virtues that are already at work in our soul. If you're already using these exercises, I hope this conference will be an encouragement to you so you keep on using them and maybe even use them a little bit better. But you may also discover some new ideas. Listen to whatever strikes you most, and don't wait too long to put it into practice. The first way to exercise and grow our trust in God is also the most obvious, vocal prayer. Vocal prayer is that kind of prayer where we use someone else's words. The Our Father, for example, is a vocal prayer. Whether we pray it silently or out loud, we're still using someone else's words, in this case, the words of Jesus himself. The real benefit of vocal prayer comes when we think about what we're praying. Because in all the great vocal prayers of the church and of the saints, 
the meaning of the words expresses the deep truths of our faith. And so, by meaning what we are praying, we actually feed our souls on those truths, nourishing and strengthening our faith, hope, and love, and exercising and increasing our trust in God. One of my favorite vocal prayers, written by Blessed John Henry Newman, is called Lead Kindly Light. It starts like this. Lead, kindly light, amidst the encircling gloom. Lead thou me on. The night is dark, and I am far from home. Lead thou me on. Keep thou my feet. I do not ask to see the distant scene. One step enough for me. Those words address God as a kindly light amidst the darkness of our often painful and confusing earthly journey. They express deep confidence in God. By praying and meaning those words, especially when we feel anxiety and fear, we exercise and build up the trust in God that we already have. We should all have our favorite vocal prayers, whether we take them from the Holy Scriptures or from the tradition of the Church or from our preferred spiritual writers, and we should use them often, whether we're doing housework or driving in the car. Heartfelt vocal prayer. That's the first way we can grow and exercise our trust in God. Vocal prayer is very active. We have to actively concentrate in order to do it. The second way to exercise and grow our trust in God is an entirely different kind of activity. The Catechism calls it contemplative prayer. Some spiritual writers refer to it as the prayer of simplicity. For the sake of this retreat guide, I would like to call it simply holy silence. God is always thinking of us and speaking to us, sending us messages of his wisdom and love. He never stops reaching out to us. As the Catechism puts it, at every time and in every place, God draws close to man. But so often, we are not very aware of God's presence. Our lives are so busy and so noisy that we only occasionally take notice of God's ongoing efforts to tell us how much He loves us, how good He is, how trustworthy. Holy silence is a spiritual discipline where we turn away from the noise and busyness of our lives in order to allow God's presence and voice to occupy our attention. It can take many forms. It could be simply a walk in the woods, admiring the sights and sounds and smells of God's creation. It could be gazing at a beautiful work of art, to contemplate it, to listen to it, to let beauty speak to us. It could be simply sitting in a chapel and gazing at the tabernacle, not even saying anything, not even thinking of much, but simply being with the Lord, allowing His presence to penetrate our mind and heart. Great music and literature can also be a means for practicing holy silence. They too contain the kind of transcendent beauty that resonates in the depths of our souls, stirring up our desire for God. St. John of the Cross used to sit in his monastic cell and gaze out the window, simply allowing the beauty of God's creation to saturate his mind and his heart. It was one of his favorite ways to pray. This is holy silence, regularly taking time to listen to the essence of things, 
as one ancient philosopher put it. But it's not merely daydreaming. It's a deep listening, an opening of the soul to hear the message of God's love and glory hidden in every corner of his creation. It's like the embrace between two lovers. No words are spoken, so much is said. When we make holy silence a regular part of our lives, we actually get to know God better. His goodness and his power become more real to us. And that gives us a deeper, stronger, more stable foundation for trusting in him. Holy silence is directly contrary to the frenetic, superficial, titillating, and achievement-oriented lifestyle of our super-secularized culture. As a result, we can often feel guilty for indulging in it. But it's been a tried and true spiritual practice since the very first days of the church, and we would be foolish to throw it out the window just because it's no longer popular. Vocal prayer and holy silence anchors our mind and heart in God's trustworthiness. But that anchor will come loose if we don't behave in accordance with that trustworthiness. And that brings us to the third way of exercising and growing our trust in God, intentional obedience. If you are using this retreat guide, you are probably trying to live in accordance with God's will for your life. You probably make a decent effort to fulfill the responsibilities of your situation in life. You probably make a concerted effort to fulfill God's commandments, going to Mass on Sundays, not lying or stealing, serving and helping those around you instead of criticizing and exploiting them. You probably look for ways to share your faith with those who have no faith, or to encourage those whose faith is wavering under trials. That's how we exercise our Christian obedience. Anyone who consciously refuses to do those things is deviating from the only road that leads to spiritual maturity. But the secular philosophies of the modern and postmodern worlds have penetrated our minds more than we realize, and we can often find ourselves doing the right things for the wrong reasons. Our obedience, instead of being a heartfelt response to what we know our loving Father is asking of us, can become an attempt to make ourselves perfect. It can be duty for duty's sake, as opposed to duty as an expression of gratitude towards, and love for, and confidence in, the God who created us and calls us to relationship with Him. These normal, everyday acts of obedience to God's will can become powerful means for growing our trust in God if we live them intentionally, from the heart as well as from the head. And that's not so hard to do. It can be as simple as saying a silent prayer of offering before a meeting or a chore, or a silent prayer of thanksgiving after resisting a temptation or performing an act of mercy. Intentional, heartfelt obedience is obedience that seeks not only to do what God wants, but in the words of Pope Clement XI, to do it as God wants, because God wants, for as long as God wants. It's the obedience of a child who loves and trusts his mother and father, as opposed to the obedience of a prisoner who fears the warden's whip. As Jesus taught us, Amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. When we live our Christian obedience like that, from the heart, each of our actions becomes an expression of supernatural trust, an act of worship, 
and a bridge to greater intimacy with God. Vocal prayer, holy silence, and intentional obedience. Three tried and true spiritual practices that can help us exercise and grow our trust in God. And they're within the reach of each one of us. You have been listening to The Catholic Perspective, a resource from rcspirituality.org. Please visit our website and check out more great resources to help you pray, learn, grow, and go. Please join our team of digital missionaries by subscribing at rcspirituality.org.